You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. This is season two. It's episode number 96, the return of Sammy Sosa. Don't forget to listen, download, review. Most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on the socials. Fly the W670 on Twitter. Of course, we're on Instagram. We're also on Facebook. And you can email the show, fly the w670 at gmail.com. Crowley, happy Thursday. Not a whole lot happening still. We are all we're trying to do is figure out who the Cubs are going to break bread with next, I guess. Yeah, and and I think you know this, it gets frustrated when you start seeing some big names go, but there's still plenty of guys left. And you remember the Cubs when it came to whether it was um, say a Suzuki, whether it was Danby Swanson. Um, both of those moves happened later in the in the off season, so you know it's not a time to really panic right now. But at the meantime, it doesn't make it a lot of fun for fans kind of waiting around. <laughs> yep, a lot of waiting around, that's for sure. But still, things have been pretty slow. It seems like. Uh, uh, some of these other guys are going to really weigh their options closely. We'll get into all that in a minute, but uh, you had a little uh, investigative reporting, if you will, last night. You got a little something cooking on Twitter, Crowley. Yeah, you know um, you know me. I'm always looking for something Cubs-related to do, and I saw that my friend Bruce Miles, former beat writer for the Cubs, was in Schaumburg, not far from my house, to talk about the new book he co-wrote with Jesse Rogers called The Franchise, Chicago Cubs, A Curated History of the North Siders. So, you know, we're in this library and Bruce is talking about the book and there's a chapter on uh, Sosa and McGuire and the famous home run chase. And while Bruce was talking, he dropped a little nugget that I think all Cub fans need to be aware of. You know, we know the history of Sammy with the Cubs. He comes over with the George Bell trade and becomes one of the most feared sluggers. Uh, he Dustin, he hit 60 plus home runs three seasons in a row and Sammy McGuire's 1998 home run chase revitalized baseball. The sport was dying after the strike in 94. But then on June 3rd, 2003, Sammy's bat shattered in a million pieces and was found to have cork in it. He was suspended Whoops. for eight games. Um, after a tough injury plague 2004, a disappointing Cubs team failed at the end. On the final game of the season, Sammy leaves early. He's not, you know, the team's not happy about it. Sammy says, well, I left in the seventh inning. Camera shows him leaving after the first inning. And it was a really bad breakup, so to, so to say, you know. And so Sammy be traded before the 2005 season to Baltimore for Jerry Harrison Jr. and Mike Fontenot. Then in 2005, Sosa McGuire and former Cub Rafael Palmero are testifying in front of Congress you remember uh, Rafi uh, waving the finger and, uh, you know, it was that was just a whole debacle. Oh, yeah. So, that's, a, that's a word for it. Debacle <laughs> is a word for it. Sosa has not been to, to Wrigley Field, Dustin, since leaving the team in 2004. We're talking 20 years ago, almost. And, you know, when Tom Ricketts brought, bought the team, ever since then, he's been consistently bombarded about questions about when is Sammy going to be welcome back. Literally every Cubs convention, every Q&A that Mr. Ricketts does, when, when is Sammy coming back? Well, and most of the time, you're the one asking that question, right? I've asked it before. <laughs> I, I was very early on, um, and, and now I may have a different variation this year, so be prepared. Uh -huh. But uh -huh. here's where it gets tricky. You know, Ricketts has stated numerous times that Sammy will not be welcome back until he apologizes for his role in the PED scandal. Now, remember, Sammy told Congress he never took any PEDs, so... Never tested you, positive, Crowley. Never tested positive. Never tested positive. 
Um, but the issue then becomes is that Sosa made it clear that he's not going to apologize. So, you know, Dustin, that's been the stalemate for the last 13 years, and it's really truly been a shame. Uh, Sammy was not part of the 2014 100-year Wrigley festivities, wasn't a part of uh, when Ernie passed away, the uh, funeral. He was close with Ernie Banks. Wasn't part of the 2016 run, um, all that stuff. So it's kind of been sad, but this is where it kind of takes us back to Bruce Miles and his book discussion. As Bruce explained it, there is a way to break the stalemate. Bruce sits on the Cubs Hall of Fame committee. Okay, you know the Cubs have their own little Hall of Fame. It's underneath the left field bleachers. And the committee is made up of journalists, including Bruce, Kerry Muscat, uh, Fred Mitchell, your teammate, David Haw. They're on this committee and also including the voting are members of the Cubs Hall of Fame. We know Billy Williams, Fergie, uh, Andre Dawson, Lee Smith, uh, and some of the newer guys like Mark Grace and Sean Dunstan. Okay. Now, what Bruce mentioned is that for the first time ever, Sammy Sosa's name was included on the ballot. So what has to happen is that he is going to have to be, he could potentially be voted into the Cubs Hall of Fame. And if that's the case, then you would have to welcome him back, right? Well, you would have to, but yeah, I mean, I, I, you could get your little, you know, decoder up, you know, I mean, these reporters, these aren't people that necessarily cover the Cubs on a daily basis. Right. Um, you know, is, does Ricketts want to squash this by having them put him on the ballot, not vote for him. And then it's all. Over. Well, I, I would say that, you know, we'll see what happens. I would say more than anything, I would think that um, I know um, for a fact, Fergie Jenkins has been against anyone with the PEDs, I know Sandberg and him did not have the and uh, Sosa did not have the greatest relationships. So, I, I would say I would worry less about the journalists because I think the journalists see things in a certain perspective and more concerned about the other guys that may Sammy may have rubbed the wrong way for any number of reasons. Uh, you remember that Sammy's boombox was destroyed when he left. Uh, we don't know who the mystery batter was. Some people have accused Kerry Wood. Kerry's denied it, but. Don't know, but here's the thing right now. Well, what do you think about that? I mean, about, who, do you, who do you think it was? Do you think it was Kerry Wood? I, it could have been any number of guys. I mean, that was a, a constant. That's not, that's not what I asked. That's not what I asked. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It literally I know is. You don't it, know. I, I mean, I don't know. Either, do I think? Uh, what, sure. Let's, let's go ahead think? and put, let's put Kerry Wood then. Kerry All Wood right. then. I'll put Kerry Wood, but again. I'm not it, looking for you to genuflect. I'm asking what you think. I just remember that Sammy would blast the boombox yep. at very loud levels to piss yep, off a would. lot of people. So I, I well, typically <laughs> what it used to be. And at that point I was actually going into the clubhouse as an intern. Um, I, was, I was interning at that point and it used to be the, the pitcher used to control. That's how it was supposed to be. The starting the pitcher. pitcher that the, the, yeah. The pitcher was supposed to control it. Um, and that was like before the game. But after the game, that's when Sammy would get it, you know, the boombox going, and it was the old, uh, this is how we do it, if they won, right? That was the song that was, like, cranking. And they didn't just play it once. It was, like, on a loop over and over and over and over again. <laughs> right. And and so right now, man, I, I don't think Sosa makes it this year. But This is the 40th anniversary of the 1984 team coming up. 
We know that Sandberg is getting his statue revealed on Statue Row. And I personally think a couple of players from the 80s get inducted from the 84 team. Um, right now, there's three members of the 84 team that are in the Cubs Hall of Fame. Ryan Sandberg, Rick Sutcliffe, and Lee Smith. So I hope and believe that the next two inductees will be Jody Davis and Leon Durham. But Dustin, after that, wow, Leon you, Durham, you ha- huh? yeah, I think so. The I goal? mean, overall, right. But I mean, I just, you know, it's just. <laughs> you got to love the bull. He's a good player. Yeah. Well. But <laughs> the Padres I, might build the statue to him. Eh, <laughs> there's, there was a lot that went wrong there. We can definitely break that I down. Know, but I know, I know. But uh, I would say that I believe that Sammy, I think in the next two to three years, he gets in. I don't know where you're at on it. Well, I, I mean, Crowley, I put him in now. I, I put him in yesterday. Um, you know, my problem is, isn't there a flag in right field that says 66 on it? Not anymore. It's down. I don't believe that's still up anymore. They've kind of changed the way that they've configured those flags. All right. Well, it, if it, it it was up for a while, though, right? Correct. 66 okay. on the Yeah. And it was up while he was not welcome back. Correct. And if it's up right now, if on opening day when Crowley is there and maybe Dustin's there, but when Crowley's there for sure, I want you to take a look. And if it's there, then he should be there. I mean, you can't, you can't celebrate what an individual, he did it. That's not a team. That's not a team record. He did that. It's an individual. He put the ball out of the park 66 times. If you want to celebrate it, if you want to recognize it in that way, how can you then shun the individual who actually did what you want to celebrate? That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Now, there's commemorative big brick pavers around. You could buy a brick, you know, right. and say, you know, Dustin Rhodes, number one cup fan, blah, blah, blah. Sammy Sosa's name's there in like a section. Yeah, and but so- somebody bought that, right? Somebody paid for that? No. No, 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 no. He, so basically There's like a Sammy Sosa section to the correct. So my, correct. so as an example, if I had a brick, it could possibly be in the Sammy Sosa section. Correct. My family brick is in the Rick Sutcliffe section. All right. So yeah. Well, then again, so it's stu- it's ridiculous. If you, you know, then sandblast his name off that section or change it, you know, change it to the Jody Davis section or whatever. I yeah. Mean, I, I, I think that there is it's asinine point. in my opinion. Right. He there was be, a whole generation be, that became Cub fans because of Sammy Sosa. Yes, I, yes. I, can, I can tell you 100% that after the 1989 team, Cubs baseball was awful in the early 90s. Go take a look at some of those teams and where they finished. It yep. was boring. The teams were awful. It, w- it was it was horrible until Sammy came back. Sammy kind of revitalized this team. And I guess the thing that always bothered me is that, you know, when, when they allowed that Frankenstein's monster, whether you're talking about the boom box, <laughs> whether you're talking about everything that they did, they allowed it because he was their cash cow. He was their golden goose. Mm-hmm. And as long as he kept making money, they let him do whatever he want. They turned the other yeah, way on a sir. whole lot of things. Yeah, sir. Yep. You're and exact- so- Listen, you're, you are preaching it, Crowley. You are one. You, you are not saying anything that I cannot disagree with and argue with. And, you know, I like to disagree and argue. I will tell you a story. This is a, one of my favorite stories. And just kind of this, just keep this in mind when you think about ball players and you start getting accusatory and all this stuff here is um, Ron Santo used to be roommates with Glenn Beckert, second baseman of the 1960s and early 70s Cubs. And of course, we all know Ron Santo was a diabetic and he was scared to death to tell anybody that he had diabetes. They thought they would kick him off the team. He would lose money on contracts 
all those type of things. And um, so he, he basically hid it from everybody. Well, one time Glenn Becker, his roommate says, okay, I'm going to go get something to eat really quick. Uh, I'll be back roomie. And then he went out, he comes back into the room cause he forgot something. He opens the bathroom door and there's Santo injecting himself with insulin. Mm -hmm. Now, the way that Glenn Becker told the story is that when that happened, he said Santa was hitting 305 and I was hitting 231. And I looked at him and said, Hey, whatever you're doing there, Rumi, give me some of that. So <laughs> just kind of keep in mind that that I'm not saying it's okay and I'm not trying to do it, but in baseball, everybody is always trying to get that edge. Is right. it fair? No. Um, all I'm going to say though is a lot of Cubs players on those 90s teams, mid to late 90s, early 2000s, a lot of them were doing a lot of things. Now, did all of them get as gigantic as Sosa or Bonds or McGuire? No, but that doesn't mean they weren't doing it. I can tell you that much. So just I, I would be very careful about, you know, some of the hypocrisy that's going on here. And I, to me, Dustin, when I think of this whole Sosa situation, uh, the biggest mistake the Cubs made was not doing this when Theo was doing the original teardown. Okay. So when all of a sudden Theo came, basically the Cubs were awful. The farm system was crap. They had nothing. And so they tore everything down to the studs and the Cubs were losing a hundred games every year. And that's when Cubs con first stopped getting sold out. Yep. And so it was like, you weren't winning on the field. The product sucked. All you were doing was hoping Theo could turn it around. And this was the first time Cubs Con was not selling out. And that to me was the mistake around 2012, 2013. You bring Sammy back. He can be the center of attention, which you know, Sammy wants to be, he can be the center of attention. And then you just sit there and you look at this and you say, okay. And then you move on. That was your time. But then after they won the world series or 2015, 2016, you didn't want to distract from the team, right? But you had nothing going on 2011, 12, 13. You could have done it easily then, and, and this would have all been done. This is now just dragging on, and you have two guys with egos about this, and Tom Rick and Sammy Sosa. Both of them need to put it aside and just move on. And again, you don't have to make him an ambassador to the team. No, one just day, just one time, just one, just one, a one-day event, one afternoon. It would be interesting, I'll tell you that much.